All right, welcome everyone to Joe Star All Stars, a podcast by four furry possession nerds. For all you furry possession nerds out there, as always, I'm Joey Foyles. I'm Grant. I'm Tim. And I'm Victor. And today we're here to talk to you about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, episode 29, Anubis Part 2. This is a little JoJo's Bizarre Adventure watch-along podcast where we watch every single episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and make just... We just have low energy and tell bad jokes. No, we're high energy. We just <laughs> laugh it up the whole time. <laughs> I I hated yours a lot more than mine. God. <laughs> ugh, ugh, ugh. You learned nothing from last time. You forgot Are you to happy? look at the is episode. That, is that number. what happy sounds like? Yeah. <laughs> it's been so long. <laughs> Aww. I'm not sure I like it. Yeah, I don't like it either. Be miserable like the rest of us. Do you yeah. need me to drive over and give you a hug? Because I will. Yeah, no. they, maybe. Oh, maybe. Maybe. All right. I'm always down. You can call. Text. Be there. <laughs> I'm just going to text you one hug, please. Okay. Look, this will require me to reach out through my crippling depression. <laughs> and that just doesn't happen. <laughs> so, Judge's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. We're doing a podcast. <laughs> God, I okay. So this, this is, is no, part... this is Grant's cry along podcast where you just like <laughs> I just, love just the feel idea it out a, with me of a cry along. Yeah, just so like, you're publishing yourself. Yeah, you, session. yeah. I, I start. I just start therapizing at myself, and then like whatever is happening in your life, you could just start like crying about that too. Like it's just like here together. So we're talking about episodes of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, right? Like this is the same podcast. No. Eh, no. no, this is a Mopalong podcast. <laughs> for, podcast. Just cl- for broken spirit <laughs> nerds. For <laughs> broken drain nerds. Uh, no, so actually, there's a cursed sword or something? <laughs> there's a cursed sword, yeah. A thrilling conclusion mm. to this part two. Uh, I actually like all of this, and we're going to move to a higher energy environment here, because the second anyone picks up the sword, they go from the dumbest schmuck to, like, a really good JoJo villain. <laughs> like, this guy's outfit shreds and, like, and starts <laughs> flapping. It happened to Chaka, too. Why did his shirt, why did their clothes throw, like... Pray like that. That's ridiculous. It looks so good. It does, actually. It's just that murderous energy. Anubis got it. style. God, okay, so first thing I want to call out here is that not only did Polnareff take a detour away from the police where they were going to drop off a dangerous weapon to get a shave, uh-huh. he also didn't go to, like, the hospital to, to get that giant gash in his chest checked out. Look, it didn't exist. The other Crusaders never mentioned it. <laughs> he, he had blood all over him. No, they never fine. mentioned it. It was several packets of ketchup. <laughs> no, you're right. That was it. No, he already has this... more blood in his body than he needs. <laughs> Just donate some to the dirt. Look, like... <laughs> did you really want him to go to a police station so the next stand user could have a gun? studies have shown that this actually reduces the stand user's effectiveness (laughs) just just too far away out of range would would he really be a stand user it's not his stand 
There's a diminishing IQ field around Polnareff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and that's clear because, well, somehow Polnareff pulls off a really clever move here because the guy has the sword at his throat because he's threatening him while shaving, because, of course. Yeah. And Polnareff pulls the lever on the chair to flip down, and the guy just pulls the sword into his chest. I am, I am like, 95% sure that Araki saw this in a movie and had to replicate it. Sure. Uh, <laughs> that this feels oh, yeah. like a movie. One hundred percent. This feels like it's got to be from a western. Sure. Or like an, a martial arts flick. Yeah, something. Jodoro's just sleeping through all of this, which I love. <laughs> but he wakes up when the stand user sinks a sword into himself. But he still does nothing here because he's like, eh. What Polner family? <laughs> we'll just watch it out here. <laughs> Polner's like, Jotaro, this guy's got a sword. Don't get your stupid star platinum fists anywhere near this. It'll be yeah. too dangerous. Too dangerous. I've, Ten I've minutes this. later in the episode. <laughs> like, remember this for later when <laughs> the predictable happens. You think he just wanted to show off for uh, Jotaro's? Like, see, I still deserve to be part of the crew. His best friend. <laughs> God. Yeah, <laughs> he even went shaving with them. <laughs> shaving buddies. So, is anybody else surprised that Polnareff figures out that the sword is the stand? Yes. Yeah. Like, genuinely, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. it took him like half as long as I thought it would take him. Yeah, you thought we were going to be on on stand user number four. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, like, I think it would have taken Jotaro to be like, "Hey, Polnareff, the the sword's the stand." Come on, buddy. I think episode two of a two-parter is still a long fucking time for him to take to figure it out. I mean, what was there to figure out? He beat the stand user. He beat the stand user. Yeah. And now it's time to turn in this weapon, which is in no way related to the stand. (laughs) (laughs) They're so dumb. Why doesn't he just keep it? Yeah, it is a nice sword. If he doesn't think it's a stand, like... (laughs) It's a dangerous weapon. He doesn't want a dangerous weapon around him when he go f- goes and fights Dio. <laughs> I mean, he never did get around to actually getting rid of it, so... <laughs> oh, that's why he was here at the, at the barbershop, because he's just like, I don't really want to get rid of it. <laughs> he's just sandbagging, hoping they'll forget, and he can just keep this cool sword. That's yep. what I'm convinced was happening. You mean this cool stick he found? Everybody else just sees it as a stick. Every stand user <laughs> sees it as a sword. Everybody else is like, what are y'all doing with that stick? <laughs> so we're going to stand proud not yeah. not stand proud stand no. proud now end of the world that one one of them the good and, one and then we come out of it with joseph te- teasing iggy because <laughs> I, I, lo- I wrote this down i love this they're two for two we're having polar f getting killed by a stand user so of course we have to cut back to joseph and abdal being like just doing dumb things and being like, where's Polarap? God, he said he'd be back by now. He's been gone for a while. It's just the, it's the same scene from the devil. We just, we don't get the good, good it's Iggy instead of Kakui walking and being like, is this the writing? Yeah, you know, like, Abdal's like, oh, you know, Polnareff and... Jotaro taking a while, which is an interesting matchup, because you don't ever see these two together. <laughs> no, and Jotaro hates every second of it. <laughs> yeah, he's not here for it. No. <laughs> Anyways, like, this stand user kind of reveals that, like, oh, I've uh, lost once to you, but I'll never lose twice to the same stand user. Like, evidently, like, he, he like, somehow, like a robot, internalizes everything about their abilities. 
Yeah, he's like also a Mazo. It gets like stronger because he's oh. a Super Saiyan, or I, I don't know. I was gonna say Taskmaster, but a Mazo's better. Very, mm-hmm. very Taskmaster-ish. Uh, Taskmaster, I think, is more correct because he's not gaining superpowers, but close. Yeah. Oh, could you, could you imagine though if he was gaining their powers and he just got Polnareff at first? Like he beats these two, and he's just like, can you star finger with his user? that would be so upsetting (laughs) okay Uh, we get another pretty competent and good fight here where like Polnareff does his best to hold off and he's confident at first because he's like I beat you once before but very quickly he's put on the back foot it's it's just it's good it's good that he's pressuring on Polnareff's like starting to like get scared he's trying to act cool for Jotaro but eventually he gets back into a corner yeah, he, like, tosses a blanket at uh, the guy and then tries to attack through it. He shoots his blade out to have it ricochet only for the guy to parry it. It's like, oh, no, that ability that I was hiding from Jotaro. <laughs> <laughs> I revealed it, and I still didn't land it. Because, he, like, did he not, like, he realizes it's the sword, right? Why does he try this again? <laughs> I mean, the thing you, is, like, if this doesn't work for any reason, well, I will die. It worked the first time. If hey, only he had, like, four other abilities that we saw that he's never using again. <laughs> like the one that made fucking mirror copies of himself? Alright, this episode, though, is, a, like, who's who of forgotten abilities that the stand user brings back out? <laughs> because the stand, this happens later. Yeah. It's okay. Jotar is there to save his ass. I... I love this scene Don't don't fight Jotaro If he learns your abilities We'll never be able to defeat him Wait no Jotaro help he's gonna kill me (laughs) (laughs) And Jotaro Like He called out just a second ago He's got a sword Your fists will do nothing And then you know To nobody's surprise (laughs) Star Platinum punches this guy through a fucking window (laughs) Like I love the framing on this He's he's coming straight at the camera And the fist just comes in from the side of the screen (laughs) It's so so beautiful It's wonderful I will never get tired of Star Platinum punching things (laughs) No It's so good It's always good A lot of it Nice good aura But I really do appreciate him. Like, his summoning thing, like, him summoning Star Platinum, he's, like, not even looking at the stand user as Star Platinum comes out of him and just, like, leans forward, eyes completely white, and then cold cocks him. It's great. <laughs> it, it's beautiful. Sends him through the fucking window. It it does a thing, like, it, the thing this episode does here, because Jotaro goes... No, I, it was only a shallow punch, and it took everything I had. Because Jotaro is shook by this guy. Because he's like, we haven't encountered this in a while. This guy does he's not doing any dumb gimmicks. He's just really good. Just he's, a really strong stand. And Jotaro's, like, afraid. But they don't do the thing that, you know, it, they're both... Th- th- not for a second do they try and fight him at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, that's man. because Polnareff's already out. He's shot a shot. He's got nothing left. Yeah, blue's resummon, Just resummon your stand. You already did that. That's not how that works. Yes, it is. He's got a cooldown, exactly. Joey. <laughs> he has a refractory period. <laughs> that's you're right. Like, how more fella can you get? Like, it's really fucking on the nose, Joey. He, he is shooting his load with his 
sword that's also just a gun that he didn't tell anyone about. <laughs> also, it's Jotaro. Jotaro's got this. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, guy goes out the window, and I like how Terminator he is at this point, because his face is, like, dented in. He's got the huge gash on his chest. Yeah, yes, and yes. then he's like, you know, I was like, I heard that Star Platinum was strong and fast, but now I've seen it, and now I can beat it. Like, it's just... <laughs> It's kind of, like, weird that his ability, like, kind of pivoted from what it was before to this, but I'm into it. It's not inconsistent. We never talk about phasing. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't really happen, this fight. (laughs) He just decides it's not worth it. There's nothing around. They're just in the middle of the street now, and it's just nothing to get in between them and the guy just chopping them in half. It's also, like, he didn't need to use it before, because... It, he could just cut through the pillar. Like, he didn't need to phase through the pillar before. He could have just cut through it. <laughs> yeah, but, like, attacking through the pillar made it so it was harder to parry. It was so co- much cooler. It was cooler. I don't know. Having the, like, cut down a pillar and then having it fall as he cuts through it more would have been cool. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it, you know what? I'm very happy for what we got, though. Yes. So. So this next part of the fight actually is not very long where they like exchange a blow and he goes for this overhead shot to Star Platinum or to uh, Jotaro who pushes Polnareff out of the way like instead of them trying to help each other and Star Platinum fucking catches the sword and it's so good because oh. it, the sword uh, pulls it and then snaps <laughs> it in half. Oh, it's That's- such a power move. Oh my and god. And I'm like, fuck yeah. And then the, the, we get an internal monologue of Anubis and it's like the strength of Star Platinum isn't just its speed and precision. No, See, it's Jotaro, his split-second decision-making, and his nerves of steel. And I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> See, I wrote a note down that just said, really, I think it's just the speed and the strength. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's also that. I, I think it's mostly that. <laughs> I don't know. That line really worked on me, though. It, it, it is. It's yeah. good. Like, that, because the, the Star Platinum theme is playing. The... And the guy is just, like, freaking out because the sword got cut in half, like, broken in half. Oh, it's good. It's good. Look at this guy's legs as he's just floating in midair oh, yeah. on the, this claw sword. <laughs> we don't get a lot of JoJo posing in Stardust Crusaders, but whenever we get something completely ridiculous like this, I do love it. It's just like, it, why Why is he posed like that? Because <laughs> it's Jojo. Because it's Got Jojo, him. yeah. So, unbelievably, as Jotaro starts reaching for the sword, Polaris like, wait, don't touch the sword. That's dangerous. <laughs> there I, might be some lingling power uh, left in there. I can't, I'm like, wow, you're right, Polaris, but wow, this feels so backwards. <laughs> if you get eaten, Jotaro... We will all die. The world will die. <laughs> Dio will die. God, I'm trying to imagine Star Platinum with the sword. Yeah, I was about no. to say that. See, Jotaro would use the sword and Star Platinum would still just punch, I think is what would happen. But it, it turns Jotaro from just a, a big beef boy with a big beef stand to a master sword master with a big beef stand. <laughs> I, I would like to think that Jotaro... Like, I think Mary Sue Jotaro would just, like, resist. 
Uh, he would get the sword and then start platinum and would just like beat him up to get him to drop it. Oh yeah, <laughs> okay. like it's like catching the bullet. <laughs> yeah, sure. just, we get the Bruce Banner Hulk dynamic again. That's what would happen. Anyways, these did they try to finagle the sheath back onto the thing and it works? Sure. Until a police and then, officer shows up. Oh right. We and just, nothing like, good has ever come of the cops just showing up. Yep. Yeah, at the worst possible moment, because there's a guy just like bleeding to death on the ground right here. <laughs> I, a guy, a guy who works in the shop behind them. I like Polaroff makes a reasonable comment. He's like, "Oh, hey, sweet, the police. This guy's like dying. Can we get in it?" And this police officer's just like, "No, give me that sword." <laughs> like. <laughs> Why? Uh, racist caricatures? I don't know. <laughs> I, what is this? Isn't yeah, a... yeah, don't let the French have swords. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess. Fair. Okay. They, they scuffle a little bit, like like back and forth, trying to get the sword from one another. And, like, of course, the sword gets drawn in this. Polnareff. And Polnareff yeah. just, like, eyes go white, and it's like, ugh. Completely possessed by the damn sword. Oh, my favorite he, part about this is how wildly inconsistent the length of the sword is from frame to frame. <laughs> <laughs> like, he snaps it in half, and then it, like, transforms into, like, three quarters of it. It's, it, it's, <laughs> it's really weird. And my favorite panel is of the police officer grabbing the sword, like, grabbing the sheath, and his uh-huh. face is all wonky and shit. <laughs> he looks like he's from the Oingo Boingo comic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. We're looking at the manga panel here, and Tim's right. This is like a Boingo Boingo came, character came to life and tricked Polnareff into drawing the sword. So my favorite thing about drawing the sword is we get a nice good look at Anubis, and he's shredded. Hey, I, look, he just looks like freaking Magician's Red with a, with a dog head. He's just yeah. a furry. He's just good. in a fursuit. He's, yeah. good. That's, that's my fursona is Anubis. <laughs> yeah. Anubis is my fursona, so yeah. <laughs> Yeah, put that on my tombstone. Yep. <laughs> Going to go meet my persona in the land of the dead. <laughs> and, well, so, Polnoff sends this police officer flying into the no, wall. No, no, Jodoro no. kicks him. No, oh yeah, okay, yeah. Polnoff goes to kill him. Because he goes to just murder the police officer. And Jotaro's and, like, oh my god, we've been fighting amateur idiots, and it took most of what I had to do. Now I have to fight Polnareff, who is competent. Yeah, he, well, he's, he's possessed by the sword, and he still has a stand. That's like, I have thing. to fight both of them. Like, this isn't going to be easy. So people only have one stance, right? This is like if... if- this is like if Yellow Temperance had remembered that he had access yeah. to the <laughs> So, Victor, I kind of want to hear your opinion on this, because, like, this is a it's a good moment. I think we probably saw it coming. Like, this is where the episode was leading from the two, like, the entirety of the two-parter. Yeah. It's great. Like, it's it's honestly, it, Araki, for all his faults, <laughs> knows what he wants to accomplish within, like, a trope or a genre. Mm-hmm. Like, he knows how to play exactly to your expectations on certain things. And this is one of them. Like, we get, uh, like, everything in the book that you could want out of a Cursed Blade, uh, like, a two-parter, uh-huh. we're putting it in here. Is your favorite part when he poses, when, I shouldn't say this yet, but when uh, Silver Chariot 
stands with both swords. Crossed like in the opening? Crossed as in the opening that you've seen. Just like in the opening. Yeah. Ah! I've been waiting for it. I've been waiting for it. I did not expect it to be with another stand sword. Mm -hmm. Mm. Oh, and this is... uh, So good. Dark Polnareff with the sword is a different character in one of the games, the fighting games. (laughs) Oh, that's good. That's really good. Yeah. You you get Shaka and him. I think Khan Oh, okay. (laughs) I think Khan has one too, yeah. So like this st- same stand has three, and oh by the way, this is something I didn't expect. All right, of all of the rules of stands that I did not expect to be broken, a stand and its user being like inextricably tied together was not one I thought was going to be broken. <laughs> what like that a stand could be extant without one? Yeah. Well, I mean, people can exist without stands. That's stupid, Joey. <laughs> Joey, what the fuck? <laughs> you, you, know, you know what, Joey? You know what? You know what? Fuck you. Why are you booing me? I'm right. No. <laughs> <laughs> boo. Boo. boo this man. <laughs> boo the queen of lies. The queen of Phil. <laughs> You're not wrong. I just hate you for it. No, I'm, like, this is... Of course, this is like we, we've seen stands with personalities. This is a logical step to go for it, and it's neat. I I'm so glad they don't just drop this here. This is an idea that they take to more other seasons, and it's yeah. real good. And I really appreciate that. It's a good idea that they play with in good ways. Yeah, like I said, just forget <laughs> the rules, and you'll have a better I, time. Look, I'm only commenting that the. Rules are being broken out of habit now. <laughs> There's no real, like, anger in it anymore. It's just, yeah. like, I feel like I need to point it out because, you know, it's it's part of the show, but... <laughs> so, Tim, it's manga only, and we get this a little bit later, but... So, the, the thing is that this sword was forged by a blacksmith 500 years ago... And that blacksmith had a stand, Anubis, that was imbued into the sword that has lived on beyond it. And I meant to comment on this, like, I like, for a long time, I'm like, is this sword even associated with Dio, or did they just find it? (laughs) (laughs) They found it in a museum. Yeah, they found it in a museum. Eventually they did. But that blacksmith, and you know what that blacksmith's name was? No, No. because I don't read the manga. I read the manga, I don't know. Caravanserai. (laughs) Okay. All right. I mean, that's according to the webpage I read. Is it really not in the manga? I, I could have missed it. You have missed entire chapters before, so... I believe it. I mean, I have. <laughs> I mean, this this <laughs> show has that effect on people's minds. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the point that I am trying to build to is that Caravanserai is a musical reference, right, Victor? Uh, yeah, that's a, that's an album by Santana, if I recall correctly. Ooh. Oh, yeah, it's a Santana... Back to smooth. Santana! jazz album yeah more santana i mean he has a career long enough that we can do it it's longer than like the beatles from time frame well a lot of groups have careers longer than the beatles they weren't together that long uh, how long were the beatles together like eight years i feel like it's longer than that they had no, like, they, like they had their first release in 62 they broke up in 70 wow caravans Arai is the fourth studio album by santana It's loose, jazzy, a technical marvel, and totally uninteresting to me. It's mostly instrumental, which is something I kind of have no use for, and I don't want to talk about it. So let's talk about something else, like the Beatles.
In the town where I was born Lived a man who sailed to sea And he told us of his life In the land of submarines So we said Welcome to JoJo's Bizarre Western Music Reference Where this week we remember that time Joseph and Avdol Bought a huge honking yellow submarine to cross the Red Sea in Did you spot that it was a Beatles reference? The song Yellow Submarine first appeared on the Beatles' seventh studio album, Revolver, in 1966. It shows up right about the middle of the track list, and it's one of those rare few songs that features the Beatles' drummer Ringo Starr on vocals. Ringo wasn't much of a singer, but the band liked to have him take lead on about one song per album. Paul McCartney has said that he actually wrote this goofy, nonsense children's song with Ringo specifically in mind, so the melody intentionally keeps it simple to accommodate Ringo's limited range. And, make no mistake, Yellow Submarine is just a goofy, nonsense children's song, no matter what writers at the time would have had you believe. Paul was the primary writer on it, and Paul was rarely, if ever, trying to hide some deeper meaning in his songs. Yes, John did contribute to it, and so did Donovan, apparently, but it's still basically a Paul McCartney song through and through. Nothing subliminal here. Yellow Submarine was released as a double A-side single with Eleanor Rigby, also from Revolver, and that coupling was a number one hit in the UK for four full weeks, eventually becoming the best-selling UK single of 1966. It hit number two in the US, and all told it is the best-selling Beatles single to feature Ringo on lead vocals. Two years later, the Beatles would star in an animated movie by the same name, featuring the eponymous song as the lead track for the accompanying soundtrack album. Well, star in the movie, in air quotes here, since other people actually voiced their characters, but they did write and perform all the music, and the movie had an accompanying album that featured four new songs. Plus, they appeared in a cameo shot right at the very end, just so they could fulfill their contractual obligation to actually appear in the film. The plot and the animation in the movie are heavily influenced by the Beatles' new psychedelic sound at the time. This movie, after all, was released the year after the Beatles released Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, and the movie's initial setting is Pepperland. Ultimately, it's a very strange viewing experience, uh, definitely worth a watch, though I've never personally enjoyed it that much. Pixar co-founder John Lasseter has said that this movie helped people take animation more seriously as an art form, and... Honestly, where would this podcast be if that had never happened? Maybe it doesn't take the Beatles to get us there, but then again, maybe we don't start appreciating anime properly for another 20 years longer than it took us. So let's take a moment to reflect on the joy that is Yellow Submarine. Magic Woman. No, that's <laughs> that's next episode, right? What? No, no, no. It was I who got punned. So. <laughs> 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 okay.
All right. Now we get to the good part of these episodes. Yeah! Where yeah. we have... It's Polnareff versus Jotaro. And I have a couple of good notes here where, like... Because Jotaro is, for, like, understandably freaking out because he's like, Polnareff's no slouch. I might have to kill him for this. And he's like, I bet <laughs> he'll never kill Polnareff. And I'm like... Dude, you, you may have grabbed the wrong hostage. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jotaro would kill Polnareff. I think he's like, he doesn't really have that much of an attachment to him. <laughs> Finally, a way to get rid here. of him, right? <laughs> he, can he can pretend to be sad about it later. Yeah. Sorry, there was no other way I had to put Polnareff down. <laughs> I had to, I had to and then the rest of them would be like, we understand. <laughs> we get it. No, I haven't told you that there was an enemy stand. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. We, we get it. We get it. <laughs> like I, you, you told us he took he took you to a barber shop. We no, it's a, it's good. Yeah, now cast his belly right there. So I love how they, Jotaro is always cool and collected. Always, like in every single other episode. So it's so affecting to see him shook. What, he, versus he's Anubis. Shook. He's very shook this episode. He like you feel his desperation. It doesn't feel unearned. Yeah. Like yeah, like Polnareff is like attacking him, like giving a nice flurry of swings. And, like uh Star Platinum just barely hold them off. And then Polnareff goes for that overhead swing that we had seen earlier. And Star Platinum tries to catch it one more time and it passes straight through. <laughs> And then he, he headbutts it. And it like <laughs> sinks into his shoulder from the headbutt. And he was able to like avoid getting killed by it. And then he fucking punches Polnareff and sends him flying. He karate chops him in, in the goddamn neck. And it makes me so happy. The animation <laughs> on like the headbutt into the neck chop is so good. Yeah, he karate chops him into a tree that is growing in the middle of the road. How did yeah, this... yeah, you're right. What the hell? <laughs> Where is this tree? Why is this tree here? <laughs> oh, man. Why? And there's this, like, swipe. Because he headbutts it to the left, and the screen flips in an animation we have never seen before and will never see again when he goes to the karate chop. It's really cool. It is, actually. I, I This fight is wonderful. Like, everything is golden and purple and washed out. A fire hydrant gets broken. Oh. <laughs> and Jotaro's like, such speed, such power. How am I going to do this? I stopped. I, I paused it on, like, Polnareff with the with the sword going into Star Platinum. And Star Platinum having missed the sword, having his hands together. And it just looks like he's saying, Bitch. oh man this is a great episode it's really good i can forgive so much bullshit if we keep on getting (laughs) stuff like this right i mean it's unreal we still get cool polnareff scenes he looks so good as a villain he (laughs) does really does sorry when he's not not flesh bud that that doesn't count sorry like he's still this is the second time he's had a one-on-one fight with another crusader and they're they're both kind of good like, yeah, he like, is never it, this good. You'd think after this they would get rid of him. It was like two's too many times. <laughs> <laughs> You're on thin fucking ice, Kakuin. <laughs> <laughs> like 
he starts like you know villain pontificating and it's like oh like uh I'll, I'll end all of this like you just don't have what it takes to defeat me now i i have your tricks no watch this and he like tosses his sword in the air and catches it with silver chariot oh, oh it's the so good oh. oh yeah when you get like the 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 commercial bumper is like it's just like anubis on one side pulling her from the other side and then pulling her off in the stand posing in the middle so it, good it, it, as he shouts you know silver chariot and anubis you <laughs> <laughs> I have that written in big notes on my... Yes. <laughs> my next note is Polnareff plus Furry greater than Jotaro? Question <laughs> mark? The answer's no, but not by a lot, evidently. <laughs> <laughs> I was oh. surprised. God, it, like, we just... It's just a bunch of punches from here on out, but it's good. You always love the auras. You love the super the fast punches. sword fighting. And we, it, it's just like the triumphant return of the powers they forgot about. Like, Jodo oh, goes for a star finger. Oh, right. Yeah, he's We've... like, go, star finger! And he, like, lands a hit with it, but it only takes off st- uh, Silver Chariot's, like, shoulder armor. And it just kind of, like, rolls his shoulder and is like, mmm, even more flexible. <laughs> he calls it, he's like, armor release mode. Now I'm even faster. <laughs> yeah, like, I... <laughs> I love a good Dragon Ball Z fight. Just these flurries of blows hitting each other over and over again is exactly my shit. It's oh, so good. And when it like when they're fighting against each other, and it sw- switches over to Jotaro, and he's just like taking damage. And, yes. Like one flies off of him. Ugh. Like this is exactly what I. If you describe the premise of stands to me, this is what I envision. It's like just the, these these fights between these ridiculous superpower things as like you shoot to the stand users and then you shoot back to the stands. It's so good. Yes. This is like as far as a combat stand fight goes, this is A plus. Anubis is fantastic. Ugh. Like so Star Platinum tries to like go back in uh, on the offensive. You, you get a, a bunch of good auras. It, a, a lot of it's not really landing. It's just kind of like trading blows. Until Silver Chariot stabs his rapier through the oh. hands of Star Platinum, pinning oh, him in yeah. place, and then stabs Jotaro in the stomach with uh, the sword. And, and I'm like, oh. oh no, my boy. It just stabs him in the stomach. Have we, he have got we never, him. We never talked about him having like Caesar style belts. Yeah, I, he, I think we've mentioned it once or twice, but like. It, it seems ruined. very intentional. He has two belts, yes. <laughs> oh, I meant they they're... ruined one of his belts. No, no, they're Caesar headbands, is what the thing. Like, yeah. Oh, I mean, it depends on the color palette. I, I don't normally see them as Caesar headbands, but we uh, we get this great moment of tension. Like Jotaro spits up blood. You can like you know his hands are fucked up because uh, the rapier went through both of Star Platinum's hands mm-hmm. and then we shoot over and Anubis comes out and he's like Master <laughs> D and we just this turns into a fucking like One Piece episode or something he's animated so bizarrely <laughs> so he's weird so big and goofy. absolutely did not need him to show up here <laughs> so 
I, I I notated this. Everything is wonderful. Both these episodes, A+, plus until this moment. They've built up this villain. He is A+. Plus. I do not understand why they felt the need to spend the remaining 15 minutes tearing Anubis the fuck down. Just tearing him down. Like, because it was really effective when, it was, when it's talking through its host. Mm-hmm. It's very creepy. Like, and... Just him showing up as Buff Anubis, like, <laughs> like the fucking jaws that Araki cannot draw. <laughs> yeah, it, and it's just like now doing like the stereotypical bad guy speech through that. Like I'm like, eh, you know, you should have just stuck with using your host. Like this is this is kind of bad, but like the me- whatever. The this mental, is still good stuff. The mental link goes both ways, Grant. Oh no. <laughs> no! That's it. You did it. You stayed too long in Bullrush's body and caught some of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, that that that's it. That sells the rest of the episode for me. It's <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> okay. We hear the music, we hear the Star Platinum theme, and we know shit's about to go down. Like, he and just has we, Jotaro dead to right, but then the Uno yeah. reverse card, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just goes, Aura! And then punches the sword when it's inside him, shattering it, and then he continues to, like, punch, 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 pulverizing the blade all the way up to the hill. I mean, and like, he... it's easy to forget this sword did not have a point. It was, it was a flat edge on the front. Jotaro using his, I don't know, stomach keggel exercises? <laughs> like he's got abs good. of steel. He <laughs> did a sword catch with his abs. <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> it's, it's, it's like the blade catch, you know, the, the, the hands come together, only in this case, it's the muscles just contracting. <laughs> it's like, I'm not sure why. Slamming shut. I'm not sure why this would work, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, the Star Platinum theme's playing, it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm convinced you could put that over anything, I'd be hyped for it. It's, yeah, pretty it's much. Like the Guile's theme goes with everything except for Jotaro's theme. Yep. Yeah, I'd buy yeah. it. Can I just say, Silver Chariot and Dark Green with blue inlays looks pretty fucking sweet. Yes, you can right? say that, because it's true. It I like true. it a lot better than the flesh-colored Star Platinum we got earlier. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like a guy. Star Platinum <laughs> thinks people. Look, we, we we don't realize how weird Star Platinum looks until he's like human colored. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> make him purple or blue. Get that shit out of here. God. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to be reminded that it's like trying to look even remotely human. Maybe green. God, I just realized I'm going back to look at this color of Star Platinum that uh, we just talked about, and when Anubis comes out of. Uh, Polnareff, the the palette just swaps immediately as soon as he yep. comes out. Yeah. <laughs> so Jotaro was like, "Don't push the sword any further. It'll be murder." It'll he's be- like, ah, "I'm gonna kill you." <laughs> and so after he's destroying, he's like, "Yeah, it's gonna be your murder." What were you saying? And Star Platinum <laughs> just has his hand to his ear, <laughs> like <laughs> it's so fucking good. He's like, "Yeah, what was that, bitch?" <laughs> like. <laughs> And then he punches the hilt of the sword and explodes. It's it's just like, like the full-on Hulkamania, just, just putting the hand in the ear. Yep. <laughs> but the... wait, we're, we're not done here. <gasps> right? The There's other another broken, piece. The other broken-off half of the sword is still on the ground. 
some dumb kid with uh, a lollipop look, walks up and grabs it. Araki learned how to draw a third child. This pose the kid does when he throws the sword it's gives so me life. Good. It gives me life. It's so good. <laughs> Why? Why does he do this? I need to it make it like my desktop that... background on everything. Hold on. It looks like a pose that Boingo would do. Oh, yeah. God. It, uh, it, doesn't it looks just like look he's good. about to do the splits. Like, it... it, it... <laughs> One sec. One sec. Why? Why? Why would you draw this? Like, it's so good. He just does random splits. It's great. It's amazing. Oh God! Oh, it's faithfully so recreating the manga too. Thank you, Tim. Don't give this child a persona. No. God, he's an impressionable child early. who saw Polaris persona and imprinted on it. <laughs> and for some reason the splits were involved <laughs> it's Jojo posing it's baby's first Jojo pose <laughs> you gotta work you gotta work that spine early otherwise it won't be able to compensate <laughs> like even Jotaro poses when he goes to throw it it's great <laughs> so he's gonna yeah. throw the blade of the sword and kill him and What's, I think, a trend, I don't really remember, but Iggy just runs by and, re- like, this is three times Iggy has saved the Stardust Crusaders from certain death. This is the third time I think individually he's just saved Polnareff. <laughs> That's the secret. Iggy secretly likes Polnareff. Does he? Iggy's a, uh, good, Iggy's a good dog. Iggy's no, no, dog. he keeps Polnareff around because he needs a really obvious, like, yeah. fart target. Yeah. yeah, you need somebody who he knows will take it and not do anything about it. For target is a fun phrase. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I know what I know what the episode title is. <laughs> <laughs> so we get Looney Tunes. It's good. Yep. Yep. We get Looney Tunes, like, Iggy trips this kid as he's trying to huck the blade at Jotaro, and the blade just goes careening in a completely different direction, and it's hurtling quickly towards the river. And Anubis just becomes Daffy Duck. It's just five minutes of him screaming. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's like, I'm done for if I fall in the river. I'll just rust away. It's like, somebody, stop me. Help me. And and then he's like, wait, I'm heading towards that wall. Maybe that wall will stop me. And then he just phases right through it. And it's like, oh shit, I was too panicked. And I accidentally phased through it. Oh no. It's just like three times in a row he forgets all of his power set to his doom. He's like, wait, there's a boat. I'll just land like into the wood of the boat and the guy will pick me up and I'll be good. And I'll steal his mind. Yeah. And then he gets sunk into the side of a cow, a bull. And the bull... Is like not having it and going crazy. He's like, wait, I can just like control the bull's mind. It'll be fine. <laughs> and, and that doesn't work. He's like, oh no, the it's just too late. The water. I'm falling. <laughs> as, it's just like as is this... tradition. Who wants a lumpy cow? Oh no! <laughs> oh, oh no! Oh no! No! Yeah, come on. Yeah, I yeah, yeah I mean, do it. I, I need to know I, how badly Araki draws. I need cow. you. I need you. Like, it's not as what bad did, as it could where, be. Where are all those 
lines coming from? Why does he have so many legs? <laughs> <laughs> Those aren't extra legs, Joey. They're just extra muscles L- on the leg. I don't extra lumps. <laughs> it's just lumps where lumps shouldn't be. Listener, I don't know how to describe what I'm seeing right now. <laughs> I know how to describe what you're saying. It's, it's lumps for days. It's, it's a cow, but worse. Much worse. <laughs> just curves. Curves everywhere. <laughs> yeah, baby. We do. We do get the best like ending art that has been uh, just great throughout this entire thing. Has been these reduced pictures that Raki does of Polnareff, just like long legs, like oh, three God. quarter leg to like one quarter. He's just Polnareff. doing the flash dance pose yeah. here. He's, He's got just... a like ratio. ratio. <laughs> like t- three parts leg, two part torso. <laughs> A uh, two is generous here. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I, so this this bull goes into the ocean. Like let's just it's yeah. the not Nile. Be around it's the it. Nile. It, it's a river. It, it goes. It, yeah, the Nile. It, it it just goes over the edge of the boat into the the river. It starts flailing some more, and then finally the the sword works its way out of the side of the the bull, and it sinks <laughs> to the bottom of the river. Where it's going to stay forever. It's, a, it's like, come on, fish, touch me, touch me. I'm going to take your soul. <laughs> yeah, come over here, fish. Mr. Crab, <laughs> grab me. Mr. Yeah, Mr. Crab, yeah, yeah. It goes. Give me the secret a, formula. Anubis defeated as we hear him cry in the oh, background. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Araki needed to take down this villain, like, to the lowest lows. I don't understand. We should note that initially, when they announced that there was nine stands that were going to fight them in Egypt. Yeah. There was somebody holding Anubis. Yeah. Why did that happen? Because he just (laughs) finds Anubis in the desert. Chaka just picks him up out of nowhere. Someone had to take the sword there. Right? Yeah, so that uh, so that Dio could give him his orders. What? what do you want to talk to a sword? Did they just find some poor idiot that wasn't worthy of taking the sword out of the sheath? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what his plan was. If they had a person, why did he just drop it for some random people? <laughs> like, <laughs> hope for the best. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 there's a lot of questions about how this no. sword works and Got- like what, like. Like, it did say, like, uh, we glossed over, like, when the kid picked up the sword that Anubis said, like, oh, about 500 years ago, my stand user created me. And, like, I'm like, "Mm, I'm not sure that's how that works. I got it. And also, I had to, like, oh, go ahead, Joey. I want to hear your theory. Dio threw the sword into the desert. Okay. You know what? Okay. (laughs) And sure. I I love the idea Every time we add another dumbass stand user a stand of just expanding the menagerie of people that Dio is teaching about the Crusaders. <laughs> like, just the right, sword and the desk. This <laughs> like, is Joseph Joestar. His hermit purple can read minds. This is okay. Polnareff. He will separate and just kill him. They will not look for him. <laughs> yeah, this is like, like spring semester classes for... <laughs> for swords and babies, <laughs> swords and, and orangutans and 
<laughs> whole horse and my, is this my, a special needs class? It's a, yeah. Is this is remedial stand fighting. God, like this crew, <laughs> Jake Isles, like. Uh. My whole thing is like, the sword didn't need to align himself with Dio. Was Dio really gonna like? You better do this, or I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, probably. It's a Every, sword. It seems like all these stands and stand, like all these stand users, when they're in the presence of Dio, they're just in all of him. Yeah, okay. and they just can't help but pledge their loyalty to him. But we, it's a sword. You can't get horny. Uh, maybe he mm, is wearing a fursuit, yeah. Tim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and as a point, we're in all of Dio, and this is like third hand through a TV screen. <laughs> That's fair. You know what? <laughs> like Argu- Dio... ar- argument retracted. Tim, if Dio <laughs> turned the camera and said, Tim, I need you to kill Joseph Joestar, you'd do it. <laughs> I, I, well, no, not Joseph Joestar. Maybe Jotaro. You'd do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright. Anyway, so this episode ends with, like, Iggy having a touching moment looking at the sunset, like, good music's playing, and he's like, like, he just has this look like, you know what, I think everything's gonna be, and then Polnareff just punches him in the head, and I'm like, you yeah. know what, Polnareff, you deserve everything that happens to you. <laughs> I love the scene where, uh, you know, the sword is flying through the air, and then Polnareff's like, oh man, what's going on over there? There's like a cow freaking out on the river, and <laughs> Jotaro's like, Go get help! I am dying! <laughs> <laughs> like, he's sitting around with them at the end as Polaris getting clowned on by Iggy again, and Jotaro just goes, Never send me alone with him again. <laughs> and and the other two are like, they just give knowing nods. They're like, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. We'll make Kakuin do it. <laughs> uh, my yeah. favorite, like, we end this episode on, like, this weird, we're going to talk about all of the people of Egypt. <laughs> yeah, there are many <laughs> races in Egypt. This man is a typical Egyptian, and also we're horrible racists. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they go through like various like um, like ethnic populations, Don't and worry. they talk about their garb and everything. <laughs> and have- then they're like, oh, but there's another like uh, like type of person in Egypt. Hot and stand just, users. <laughs> like, hot stand users. Like, ooh, look at them smoking hot legs. And like, <laughs> and like, it's just all these men, like, ogling this woman. And I'm like, uh. <laughs> what is this? Is this, this? necessary? <laughs> is this? Don't worry. Just right. like, That's not a question you should ever ask your just bizarre adventure. <laughs> It's like, I don't know what translation you guys are watching, but I've been watching on Hulu while I'm here, right? And so this final scene goes, uh, it's like, this man is from India, which has nothing to do with this. And this also <laughs> has nothing to do with us. This person right over here. Like, <laughs> I was just like, what the fuck is this? Why did we get this whole explanation for no reason? <laughs> My favorite is the manga actually adds two more races. Oh, women, and, women and children. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so racist. The youth that says, please give me money when he sees you. Meanwhile, his hands are in someone else's pocket. Oh. Oh, that's just yeah. a race in Egypt, huh? Like, yeah, just... they're, they're right to admit this. Maybe, maybe <laughs> don't do that, Iraqi. Oh, Alright, Victor. Man. How did you like the episode? Uh, so one of my favorite shows of all time is Warehouse 13. 
uh, which apparently is a JoJo reference. So here we are. <laughs> I liked this episode. Okay. That's, yeah. This episode's great. <laughs> it's, it's, it's wonderful. Like, eight, top to bottom. Great yeah, villain. Wonderful, wonderful two-parter. Right. I mean, I don't think they needed to take down the villain quite so hard. <laughs> but yeah. what would we be talking about if they didn't? <laughs> like, this is what we're here for. How this, cool that's the, the JoJo was. that we. <laughs> yeah. No, Joey. If it was good, it would be bad. You're right. Been over <laughs> this. <laughs> if it were good, it would be bad. If it were good, we couldn't appreciate how good this uh, these fight sequences were because they, like we would just have them, right? Yeah. Because they're clearly capable of it. We would God. just have them. <laughs> now, now that I'm thinking about it, it's it's given off that Caesar episode where we're going for like, uh, like poignant, well-put-together scene straight into Dorsh and I! Straight into Dorsh and I! Man, I miss Wired Beck. We, we could use a little dose of that sometime soon, right? Well, that's kind of what we got with that screaming dog man as he flies into a <laughs> river. <laughs> uh, uh, let me ask you a question, guys. What's your favorite Anubis stand user? Uh, Khan. No? Yeah, I, I, I think Chaka is my favorite. No, I'm feeling Chaka. I like the ripped outfit. I don't know. Something about the unassuming, like, farmer boy uh, becoming this crazed murderer with this sword is pretty legit. It's good. It's I mean, good. like, I just the, the, the weird color palette swapping and everything, and just the, 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 sh- the great shot of him riding that pillar down with, like, just full riding music playing in the background, or at least that's, that's how I heard it. Uh, <laughs> 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 like, that, I really dug that. It's good. It's good. All right. Uh, so thank you all for watching. Uh, where can we find everyone? Well, you can find me on Twitter at Los underscore Grantalunas. That's Los underscore Grantalunas. Okay, you can find me, Tim, at Big Blue Zam, where I will be posting uh, terribly racist things and lumpy cows. Oh, no, please don't post racist things. No, no I won't. I, won't. No. I mean, they, they exist. They're out there already. There's uh, already plenty of you on Twitter. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Need, to, I don't need to add to it. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at TFWaffleMan, tweet at the podcast at Joestar Allstars, and find the podcast wherever you listen to your audio content, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, JoestarAllstars.Fireside.FM. And you can send us electronic mail at JoestarAllstars at gmail.com. Please like, subscribe, give five stars, whatever, you know, leave us a review, shoot us something, we appreciate it, we appreciate all of you listeners, and you know, share it with a friend, tell someone, post dumb memes about us. Uh, yeah, it's great. It's great. It's a good show. JoJo's good. It's bad, but... I love it's it. wonderful. We it's wouldn't so be good. doing a podcast about it if we didn't love it so much. We d- Like, that's it. There is just a depth, like an unending appetite for this show, and I love it so much. Like, There's just something magical about it. I don't I- understand why it draws you in so strongly. <laughs> and, but every episode, I'm just like, so into it. I... I, I can't explain it. I can't tell you. On paper, I should hate everything Araki does. I... And yet. <laughs> and yet, here I am, one year into a podcast on my fourth <laughs> watch through <laughs> of the greatest show ever made. Greatest story ever told. 
Well, I, 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 story's generous. <laughs> I told is also general. story ever told. <laughs> oh, D- J- Joey, told is not generous. We are told a lot of things and not shown them in this show. <laughs> I mean, told is just a level of communication that I'm not sure, that I think Araki aspires to. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so thank you everyone again for watching. This is Joe Stars All Stars signing out for all of you possessed f- er, furry possession nerds out there. As always, say goodbye everyone. Goodbye er, say goodbye, Jojo. Goodbye, goodbye Jojo. 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 Are you happy? Is that is that what happy sounds like? Yeah. <laughs> it's been so long. <laughs> Aww. I'm not sure I like it.